Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. We are yet studying the life of David and we'll be closing out chapter 7 on today with the last 11 verses, so verses 18 through 29. And a thought for the day is Lord God and I'll get into why that's the case a bit further in the podcast I'll be reading from the NIV version today we'll walk through the word as we did in the previous episode I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you have not uh, which deals with the rewards of service uh, but We'll begin at verse 18, again in the NIV version, if I haven't said that, or if I have. Anyway, then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, sovereign Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if this was not enough in your sight, sovereign Lord, you have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant and this decree sovereign lord is for a mere human what more can david say to you for you know or should say yeah for you know your servant sovereign lord now we're just three verses in and the term sovereign lord has been used one two three four times in just three verses as I stated Lord God is the thought for today and when you read this in the King James Version it says Lord God versus Sovereign Lord when you really look at that specific passage or I should say that specific statement throughout this scripture which gets used multiple times as you can see it can mean some different things Sometimes it's meaning Jehovah Elohim. Other times it's Adonai Jehovah. Either way that it goes, when you see something like this happening in scripture where you're using two forms of the same word, uh, specifically in Hebrew, this is something that the writer does to give added emphasis regarding that specific statement so for this giving added emphasis on the fact that God is holy he is just that he is God Uh, but again we'll go into that a bit further as we go throughout these scriptures but in looking at the ones that we just read David is astounded that God would do this for him, that he would establish his kingdom, his family's reign forever. David knows his shortcomings. He knows the fact that God made him king in the place of Saul. So it showed that these kinds of things aren't promised to go on uh, forever and ever or for generations. But God is doing this for him. On top of that, he gave him rest just before he made this promise to him. 
so yeah david is just in awe of the greatness of god verse 21 for the sake of your word and according to your will you have done this great thing and made it known to your servant so ultimately he's understanding that it's not about him but it's about god's desire and it's because God is a promise keeper that this is coming to pass. His receipt of the blessing is simply a bonus. He's being blessed because it's the Lord's will to get glory out of what he's doing. What he's doing through uh, the life of David and through David's lineage. Verse 22 says, how great you are, sovereign Lord. There it is again. How great you are, sovereign Lord. There is no one like you and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. How great are you? I love that in different versions. It says, therefore, you are great and uses some different terminology. But I love how the NIV says it. How great you are, Lord. And really, as I stated, the the phrase Lord God is what drew me to this scripture specifically because I had been reading and reading and reading it. But this one really uh, caused it to jump off the page for me and really stand out. Again, this phrase Lord God is done to emphasize the great excellence or magnitude of God. So if you want to use modern day vernacular when stating this is like, Lord, you're really God. I mean, like God, God, you know, doubling up on you are God, God. You are the God of gods. You are the ultimate God. Why? Because he's great and there's none like him. He's in a class all by himself. There's no one beside him. No one even comes close to who he is. David had heard of all the teachings of God and the things said about God were confirmed to David. And he knew that it was true because of how the Lord interacted with and used him and the grace and the mercy he showed within his life. Verse 23. And who is like your people? the one nation on earth that God went out to redeem as a people for himself and to make a name for himself and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations and their gods from before your people whom you redeemed in Egypt. You have established your people Israel as your own forever. And you, Lord, have become their God. Stopping there at verse 24. David doubles down on things. It's like, Lord, you are a God of promise. You promised to make Israel your own. And then after you made Israel your own, you did wonderful works and awesome wonders and drove out nations and scared generations of people because of the awesome work that you did in freeing your people the people that you chose the ones that you chose to redeem ransom rescue deliver from the hands of the egyptians 
because of that your name was made great you established your name by how you worked on the behalf of Israel and not only that you established Israel as your people forever you said that you will be their God and again this is showing how God is a promise keeping God verse 25 and now Lord God Keep forever the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house. Do as you promised so that your name will be great forever. Then people will say the Lord God all or should say the Lord Almighty is God over Israel and the house of your servant David will be established in your sight. The Lord keeps his promise and he's asking, David is asking, Lord, you're a promise keeper and I'm asking you to keep your promise. Not for me, but to make your name great so that people will praise and honor you. Establish me so the people will praise you, my God. And that should be our prayer. Lord, establish your work in our life so that it will bring glory to you and that we would be mindful whenever anyone speaks about the work that you're doing in our life to point them back to the source verse 27 Lord Almighty God of Israel you have revealed this to your servant saying I will build a house for you So your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. David didn't need to be scared. He was able to say, Lord, because you said this, I have the courage to pray to say, Lord, establish my house. He gave God the word back that was given to him. And praying his word is important because when you are praying the word of God, You know that you are praying that his will is done. In order to do that, you've got to know the word of God. And not only do you have to know the word of God, but you have to be able to handle it properly. You have to study it. You have to to get intimate with it. You have to really know what the word is saying. Know what the meaning of the text is. Know to whom it was being said. Know some of the customs of how things are said which is the reason why again uh, the statement Lord God really stood out to me because of the nature of the Hebrew and the fact that them saying Lord God meant more than just Lord God again it meant that you're, you're awesome you're mighty you're exalted you are the God of God so again, you, you have to know the word in order to rightly uh, utilize the word. And David knew the importance of they knew the power in giving God his word back. And that's what he did. All right. Verses 28 through 29 to finish things out. Sovereign Lord, you are God. Your covenant is trustworthy. And you have promised these good things to your servant. Now be pleased to bless 
the house of your servant, that it may continue forever in your sight for you, sovereign Lord, have spoken and with your blessing, the house of your servant will be blessed forever. So Lord God, you're God again. You are God. And not only are you God, you are a God that we ought to respect, a God that we ought to emphasize the greatness of. And you're our God. His promises are more valuable than all the gold in Fort Knox. David was asking the Lord, Lord, I want you to be pleased by keeping your word in me. Why? Because you said that you were going to do it. So I want you to do what you said so that you can be pleased and bless my house and bless my house forever. Your blessing, the fact that you are blessing me is going to bless my house. The enemy often will bring things to us that may look like a blessing. But the blessings of God make rich and add no sorrow. So that's whose blessing we ought to seek. To wrap things up, a couple key points to make sure that you're taking away. One, honor, respect, and emphasize the greatness of the Lord God that we've been given the distinct privilege to serve. We don't have to serve him. Billions of people don't serve him. If he has called you as his child and you have chosen to follow him, that's a distinct honor to serve the God of gods. People serve many different gods. They serve the God of pleasure. They serve the God of success, the God of power. They serve idol gods, but you serve the ultimate God, the God that reigns over everything. Honor, respect, and emphasize his greatness. He is a promise keeper, point two. So remind him of those promises. Pray the promises of God back to him. His word says that whatever his word sets out to do, it will not return to him void. It will accomplish that which it's supposed to accomplish. So give him back what cannot fail, which is his word as you pray. Point three, all the good that God does for you, that he does in you, that he does through you is not for you. Now you get the blessing of having these things happen. He blesses you for that and and in that and through that, but it's not for you. It is for his glory and it is to make his name great. Reap the benefit of the blessings. Receive whatever it is that he has for you. But remember that it's not just for you. It is to make his name great. And we ought to do what we can to make his name great as we reap the benefits of the blessing. Selah, pause and think about this. Until next time, God bless and keep it together.